Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, Albie, today it was, by the way, supply chain stuff. The world is a weird place, man. Yesterday. All I know is this weekend you couldn't find me sugar-free Red Bull. Uh, Well, guess what? Guess what's back? Sugar-free Red Bull? No, it's still not there. It is gone. (laughs) But what's back is Bourjon cheese. And then that Bourjon knockoff is there now, which wasn't there yesterday. So the supply chain weirdness stuff is still happening. The, I mean, the, those of you who have enjoyed clam sauce know that, that stores, grocery stores, play clam sauce games all the time. They do. They're all the time. You know that if you like white clam sauce, you know, and all you see is red clam sauce, you know that the dude, the stock kid, is half-assing it, and there's white clam sauce back there. You just got to rifle through about 10 reds, and if you're tall, like me... Then you can get it done. Some people are just screwed. You're just out. As, as far as you know, it's just white red clam sauces forever. Like when you send me to the store, I can't find any. Yeah, well, yeah. There, there's several things that work there. A lot of it's intentional, <laughs> but 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 um. Too. So like I always try 100 percent to find your clam. So sauce. now, so now the uh, they now they really are out of a, a lot of the clam sauce. Like there's actually just red clam sauce. For miles now, and nobody likes that crap. Anybody who bought red clam sauce has purchased it by mistake. It's like the same people who, and I've done this before, and it made me want to firebomb the Shaws near me about seven years ago when I bought the big container of paprika, thinking it was cayenne. Can you imagine? We're still working through that paprika, actually. Can you imagine that? I I I had every legal right to set up plastic explosives and, and explode that place. Every legal right. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, and then who was the other one last year? Remember last year with the Hershey's drinks I got? The Hershey's drinks. Remember I got Hershey's chocolate milk, a twelve pack for the kids when they had mm-hmm. the neighbors neighbors kids sleep over. Okay, and what listen happened? to this. This is classic, you guys. I go into the the aisle that would have little cartons of chocolate milk, and Hershey's makes the little brown chocolate milk cartons. Oh, I do remember this. And actually. I got. I got a pack or two for the kids. 
and I brought them home, and it was white milk. Hershey's is now in the effing business of non-Hershey milk, which is un- yeah, it was Hershey's regular milk in a juice box type. Unforgivable, box. unforgivable. I do remember that now. That I think that say. that's just about it. I did buy that beer. That um, what was the brand name of that? That Spanish Mandelo. That turned out to be beer mixed with tomato juice. Yes. <laughs> which was actually good, but was not what I was looking for. I was looking for a beer, not a tomato juice, which is a thing. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. You guys don't care. You guys don't care. Uh, you probably don't care. Maybe you care. Uh, so so today... Oh, okay. Would you, would you like me to hit the procession right now? Have we talked about the Plem? No, we haven't. Okay, so this is... You, you remember, we've talked about the Plem previously. The inauguration poet... Amanda Gorman, who 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 became famous for her inauguration poem, and that she had a January fifth poem too. I think yes, she did a poem about January sixth, and isn't she like the youth poet laureate right. of the United States so, now? Right, and so she everybody you're, the orders were to love her because she's really first of all she's a historic first, and then love her because she's extremely she's powerful. Her poetry is just. There is powerful things happening. So here's her January 5th poem. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it, would destroy our country if it meant delaying. Can I have a carrot? That's the only (laughs) way you're getting out of this one, because in poetry, you have to rhyme, right? Democracy in this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it will never be defeated. It can never be permanently defeated. Wow. Am I talented too? <laughs> in this truth, in this. Anyway, so there you go. And she did another one too. Long stem winding thing with a stream of consciousness. These are, this is, okay, let me say it. She seems like a lovely person. <laughs> and she is, uh, she's gone to, I assume good colleges are mm-hmm. going to. And she's told that she's very smart everywhere she goes, and it just might work. She may actually yeah. get out of this college with with uh, with a self confidence that's so built up. She has books of her poetry out, and like NPR promotes her. So I mean, like I think she's going to be fine in her life. But she has been done so, a disservice by a lot of people in her life, right? Who have told her that she's brilliant when because she's, she's not good at poems, among <laughs> other things, and that's fine. And that's no, not a lot of people are good at poems. No, it's I mean, if you've to ever been to slam of. poetry, talk about wanting to toss a grenade into a place in the <laughs> 90s. I had an issue with the slam poetry scene, which was encroaching in every corner of my life, which of course was in the bars that needed people in them. So, here, so okay, so Amanda, at Gormans, least this one rhymes. Should we go? Should we go? Do you want to read it dry or should we play our? I think you should play your piece that you made earlier. Well, are you sure? Yeah. Because this is, okay, this is her, she had to write this one in a jiffy, I think, because of Roe v. Wade, which. She had at least a month since the draft leaked. Right. She could have been working on this for a while. Most, I think, most, um, most romantic, uh, romantically centered poets, et cetera, would want to weigh in on the steely cold surgical procedure to get rid of children. That seems to me that's where you should be centered. As a person, so here we go. Here's uh, no. This is um, uh, how do we, you set this up? Because I don't want to get do uh, it wrong. So, well, she wrote a lovely poem, and um, I performed a dramatic reading for Tom's show earlier today. It's coming, believe me. Little stanza, <laughs> then it's coming. This poem at least does rhyme. I'll, I will give it that. We will not be delayed. 
We will not be masquerade to the tale of a handmaid. Oh, do I stop it now here? <laughs> yes, sure, okay. go ahead. So we have, there has been a catastrophic event in this poem <laughs> already. Well, I mean, there's been two because masquerade is not a past participle of anything. <laughs> we have not been masquerade doesn't mean anything. It's a useless phrase. Masquerade is like a noun or a verb. It's yeah, not I don't like... think it works like that, but let's try again. <laughs> We're going to start from the beginning here, Alice. And we'll okay. get to it in a second. We will not be masquerade is not correct English. Am I correct? I don't believe so. Okay. But it gets to be in this poem. We will not be delayed. We will not be masquerade to the tale of a handmaid. <laughs> Editor's note, Alice? Editor's note, handmade in this poem, and I assume this is like deeply meaningful, is spelled H-A-N-D-M-A-D-E. Do you suspect that's deeply meaningful, Alice? <laughs> I think it's... I think that when pressed, that's what people are going to say. Because that's what I saw some white liberals who... Um, are embarrassingly enough having to defend this person because they've built up a whole mythology of how brilliant she is talking about how the people saying that she misspelled handmade lack nuance and they just don't understand that she's doing something more subtle and very brilliant. Yes, she's working on a level we can't comprehend is what's happening. We will not let Roe v. Wade slowly fade. Because when we... She didn't see Roe v. Wade coming up at all once we started on the... Aid, on the aid. Aid. Once we masqueraded, we, once we did not masquerade, I'm sure, whatever we did, we knew, we saw it coming. We show up today. Just like poor masquerade was impressed into this thing <laughs> incorrectly just because we needed something to rhyme with Roe v. Wade. Oh, get so masquerade, honey. We are already standing up with the tomorrow we made. Not a bad rendition of uh, um, Tavern of the Bells, or what is this called? Um, it's well, it's called a few different things in different places. Here, it's like the graduation thing. Um, in England, it's called Hope and Glory, and it's like a patriotic. I thing. like that. I like the English version. If you had culture, Alice, like I did in pomp and circumstance, that's what we call it if here. For you had culture, like I did in 1987, Alice, you okay. would have noticed that they were playing that song. Uh, as Randy Macho Man Savage came out at the Boston Garden to uh, beat Tito Fernandez, Tito, for the Intercontinental title. I was at that match, Alice, 1980 and 7. With I, your mullet? Uh, yes. It was not I a good time. Want to be I was. That. I didn't present well. We'll say that. The kids, by and, the way, we played Tom's video that's on YouTube of him. His secret video. You can find his YouTube channel somewhere where there's a video of him in 1991 washing his dog with his mullet, and the kids. We were playing it for the kids yesterday, and they were. They made fun not of, very impressed. Not only that, but they made fun of the way my mouth worked and looked and how I talked. <laughs> this little a holes. Just saying. What I was trying to tell them. Nobody was on video in 1991. Nobody. I mean, that was my neighbor had a had a video camera and brought it over and videoed me. It's a very awkward thing back then. You, it's not like now where everybody's videoing you and taking pictures with cell phones. It was an odd thing, all right? I was not presenting well. I was not... I thought you were cute. I wasn't bringing my best. I at thought you were cute. Thank you. It was a huge hit. You can find that. That's me with Calvin the dog. 
Just think, in that video, Alice, at that time, I thought I was fat. Really? Oh, yeah. Holy God. I am 16 <laughs> sizes away from that. My goodness. Good shirt, though. That was a really good shirt. Paisley. Okay. All right. So, Alice, um, what else is going on in the world? Um, well, I mean, I really think that we're still sort of like culturally and news wise in this like Roe v. Wade tailspin. It's sort of everything is still all about this. We can't get away from it. So um, Kamala Harris, as usual, had some deep thoughts about who this impacts. Did you play her? She did a whole big CNN interview and I have not had time to go through the whole thing. So I, have not, could, I haven't even seen it. You sent it there to could, us? Um, yeah, I sent this one cut from you. There's a okay. whole big CNN interview, but it just came out. So I And mean, when we think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. First of all, if you are a parent of sons, do think about what this means for the life of your son and what that will mean in terms of the choices he will have. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? Um, it means that not having abortions will limit your son's choices in life. Oh, he got locked down with some lame broad. Yeah. Oh, like no that. good. No good. Uh, that's all I have of her. But I did. Yeah, see but there is a whole there is a whole interview. We'll have to go through it and look. I for did more see cuts. somewhere that that she said that that it took her like she was shocked by the news. Like Thursday, if she was shocked by the news, that's not good. She's not brilliant, I would say. But, I I mean, I don't know. So, but there's also stuff, you know, she's talking about the filibuster, trying to get rid of the filibuster still to to get rid of this legislatively, which is still possible. But, I, I mean, if I were the Democrats, I would really, really try and think ahead five minutes about what happens if you get rid of the filibuster on legislation. Right. Now, in- inflation is is really high. Are you concerned about a recession? The administration said um, that they weren't, weren't that worried about the in- about inflation, and then that changed. I think that there can be no higher priority than what we have been clear is our highest priority, which is bringing down the costs and the prices as much as we possibly can, and we will stay focused on that. Now... Okay. <clears throat> Um, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because um, they actually did it. And and here's what they did. They she couldn't believe it. It was leaked two months ago. I know. I couldn't believe it. The conservative it. judges are right, doing the things that they've always done, and they did it again. Huh. The court actually took a constitutional right that has been recognized for half a century and took it from the women of America. That's shocking when you think about it in terms of what that means in terms of democratic principles, in terms of the idea. Yeah, but if you look at it another way, they gave somebody a constitutional right that they didn't have before, namely unborn children. So it really just, I suppose, depends on your perspective. Bills upon which we were founded about liberty, about freedom. Uh, Once again, Democrats cannot have an argument on this if they mention the third party they can't so we're all playing a game here and she's playing checkers with one half of the checkerboard and we all see it but we're pretending that we're not seeing it. they took away a constitutional right um you know i thought about it as you know a parent we have two children who are in their 20s a son and a 
She's not a parent. Right. By the way. She's not a parent. She did not give birth. She's not a birthing person. She's not, I'm sorry, she could consider them her own kids or whatever. She's not a parent. She, she's a very little to say in this. Daughter? I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. Thanks, Dana. And the daughter of a woman. And a granddaughter of a woman. And, you know, my husband and I are actually talking about it. We have a, a 23-year-old, and my mother-in-law's in her 80s. Our daughter... Has will, less rights than her grandmother? ...will not know the rights for the, for the amount of time that my mother-in-law knew these rights. Which is the right that, that should be well settled. That a woman should have to make decisions about her own body. And when we think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. What is the meaning of putting her out there and having her say stuff? Just so her poll numbers can go further south? What's I think they're hoping that she'll be able to salvage some poll numbers. I think they're thinking, ah, oh, women's rights issue affects minorities more than white women. We have it. We can put her out here to talk about this injustice and inequity. And we can, this is like a winning issue for her. Abortion is popular, etc. Roe v. Wade polls well. People don't want to get rid of it. So we'll put her out here on this popular issue to stand up to the unpopular court doing this, quote, undemocratic thing. And this will be a winning thing for her. She can't screw this up. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, uh, like, don't you think that's the thought? I think well, Especially the thought is when this. Biden is the, old, sucking? Well, the old man is in Europe right now. So he's not, he's doing Putin right now. He's doing, uh, you know, new NATO stuff. Well, and so, Biden has no credibility on this because he's pushed to put abortion law back to the states in the past. And it he's doesn't like matter. Been a big he's been on both sides of, of, of all issues. He doesn't I care. know, but he's like, but not the thing a good is, is they're trying to win both news cycles. They're trying to win the best of the, the domestically, the, the administration has to get in on this. So they put this vacuous person up there to do her thing. And internationally he wants to they sent him over there they, there's a campaign there's a, a press campaign they're trying to get him some good press from overseas um which is why if you didn't know but by the way putin bombed i'm gonna leave this right there he bombed a mall with thousands of people in it i heard that on twitter yeah. well you'd be outraged because i was told to be outraged can you mm -hmm. imagine a madman, uh, you know, prosecuting a war. Is that like a madman prosecuting a war? He bombed the mall? Since when is that okay? I yeah. thought that there was a clause uh, that had to do with something about the Cheesecake the Factory not is, being uh, the target of... <laughs> the real question is how come with all this money that we're giving Ukraine, this isn't done yet? Because uh, Putin has no domestic cost. He doesn't care how many people he loses or how much ordinance he dumps in there. He's they're, they're happy to. So what does it get us to keep pouring money into there? I stand with Ukraine, you know. Uh, that's fine. We can all stand with mm -hmm. Ukraine. But I'm just wondering, like, what's the... What result do we expect to see? For, like, what are we up to? $65 billion or something? We're, like, up to a lot of money. Yeah. Right. Well, well you in however many months, three months or something. Well, right? I, I've always thought that I'm not really comfortable until the Donbass is securely in Ukraine's possession. 
and the Crimea is back. And- are we likely to get that result? Or are we likely to have uh, Putin have a big chunk of Ukraine after all this is said and done? Yeah. I stand with Ukraine else. Okay. So, also, here's another thing. Here's Kamala Harris. And the problem is this. That when you put her out there to do the to to shore up the domestic um you know windfall from the um from the row thing she's occasionally especially since CNN now the anchors are now trying out for jobs she's occasionally occasionally going to get a real question is there anything else you can do to help bring down the cost of gas yeah, well first of all let's just say that this is this is a very real issue and um we have to do something about it. And it's one of our highest priorities as an administration. Is there anything? She has mastered the art of saying extremely little while saying a lot of words. What, what do you say to Democratic voters who argue, wait a minute, we worked really hard to elect a Democratic president yeah. and vice president, yeah. Democratic-led yeah. House, yeah. a Democratic-led Senate. Do it now. But do what now? Uh, what now? I mean, we, we need, we, listen, what we did, we extended the child tax credit for the well, first I'm year. I'm sorry, when I say right? do what, yeah. do it now, yeah. act uh, legislatively to make abortion rights legal. We feel the same way. It, do it now. Congress needs to do it now in terms of permanently putting in place a, a, a clear indication that it is the law of the land that women have the ability uh. and the right to make decisions about their reproductive care, and the government does not have the right to make those decisions for a woman. Oh, man. If you're a feminist or bait pro-abortion person and you want, you must be watching this and saying, we have no, we have nothing. <laughs> Nobody's going to do anything. You've got her saying this. You've got AOC wanting to put abortion clinics in the national parks. No, that's Elizabeth Warren. I, I saw AOC too, so maybe they're maybe it's a now a Democratic issue. Well, yeah. So that's what Liz Warren wants to do. She wants, um, you know, the all the national parks. She wants to allow Planned Parenthood to set up tents to do abortions in the national parks because it, that's like federal land. So supposedly the states can't control it mm-hmm. or something. So they can uh, do that there, which like doesn't really necessarily like, can the people who can't travel to another state to get an abortion, can they get to the national park for their abortion tent and their, I guess so. and their vacation rolled into one or whatever it is that they're supposedly doing? I mean, I don't really understand. It's too bad there's not a Saturday Night Live, you know, a real one. Because can you imagine? <laughs> we want to put abortion clinics, Planned Parenthoods, in the national parks. Intense. Over here's we the want stuffed owl. Tent. Over here's the, the operating room in stirrups. Totally <laughs> makes sense. What? What do you mean? What's wrong? Here's Kamala asked about eliminating the filibuster. As the vice president, as the president of yeah. the Senate, do you have a position on... I know you don't have a vote on it, but do you have a position on whether the filibuster should be eliminated? I think the president has spoken on that issue. And he said and more. He kind of left the door open. Is this where he was leaving the door open to? I think that he has been clear about where we stand on on this issue of reproductive health and what the president and our administration have within our toolkit to do. And so, so far, that's what we've been pursuing. She has no position. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, she's really good at saying lots of words that don't. Yeah, but add she up should have a position a on point. ending the filibuster. She should have. 
I mean, there, there are his policy positions there. The press shop works on them every day and no doubt puts them in front of her. She doesn't want to bother learning that, though. That's a pain. And you know, this interview is going to come out. This is supposed to be another star turn for her, obviously, because it's this big, fancy CNN interview, right? And and she's blowing it again. Somebody's going to get a stapler thrown at them in Kamala's office tonight. I'll tell you that. Because she can't go out here and look this dumb every time without trying to blame somebody. Is it, I mean, is there anybody left working in her office who's competent anymore? Or did they all quit because she's a psychotic tyrant? And what about the idea of financial resources, mm -hmm. some form of voucher for travel, child care services, other forms of support for people, yeah. for women seeking abortions in states where it's not legal, right. but they just don't have the means to go elsewhere? I think you're asking a, a very important point, making a very important point, which is what are the details that are going to go into ensuring that women have the ability to actually uh, travel? Um, without impairment. And we know that on this issue, women who have access to resources will probably be far less impacted by this decision than women who don't have resources. So this is something that we are looking Oh, man. <laughs> this is just tough stuff. So does she have a position on the travel vouchers or no? I, I'm not sure. She's looking <laughs> into whether or not there's resources. But also, I, I love that. So we're going to give you money to travel... <laughs> to go get an abortion, and we're going to provide the daycare for the lucky child who you have already. So we're going to take care of one kid with government money, and we're going to finance the snuffing out of the other kid with government money. Which isn't allowed, by the way. This is the problem with the National Park uh, Planned Parenthood pop-up clinic plan, too, is that the Hyde Amendment, which Joe Biden has long been a champion of, by the way, prevents using federal money for abortions. So... <clears throat> As far as I can tell, you can't actually do any of this because like even the military can't, I don't believe, cover abortions in their health insurance for their members because like you can't, it, I think it's blocked off everywhere. Like I think federal money can't go to abortions in any way through the Hyde Amendment, but I mean, who knows? I don't know. We're They're, they're flailing about trying to find something. Of course... None of this really matters because this isn't going to have that big an impact. That's the thing about this. And that's why it's not going to affect the midterms that much is that in the vast majority of the states that even like have trigger laws, a lot of them are like, like the Mississippi one that passed it is a 15 week one. You know, that's not going to stop even that many. The majority of the abortions in the state are before that point. So uh, believe me, I'd like to see more of them stopped. But this isn't going to impact that many people that much. And yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. They're saying like, oh, only 16 states have a law that actually protects abortion rights in advance. But those states actually contain a lot of people because it's like California and New York and Massachusetts. And, you know, there there are a bunch of states where people are not going to be impacted by this at all. And there will be a few states. But for the most part, believe it or not, people aren't going to run out and go get back alley abortions. A lot of them are just going to decide to have the kid because they just were, you know, sort of being inconvenienced by the whole thing. And that was the reason they wanted the abortion. They're not going to do anything with a coat hanger over that. So here's Whoopi Goldberg on this. And she's got an admonition for Clarence Thomas. Nothing is pressing anymore. Well, you better hope that they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife who happens to be white. Because they will move back. And you better hope that's that nobody it. says, you know, well, you're not in the Constitution. You're back to being a quarter We're of a person. Because that's Three not going to work either. Three fifths. Three fifths. We're back to the 50s, says Joy Reid. <laughs> Thank you, Joy. Uh, Alice, you know, I've been, I've been, listen. Okay. Is that when black people were a quarter Alice, of a person? Correct. In the, 50s? In the late 50s to the, even in the 70s, I remember there were some black people in the neighborhood who weren't quite full. No. Uh, so now, so here's my thing. Um, you uh, sent out, you um, subtweeted me today. I did. Please tell people the subject matter that was tweeted and exactly what was said. Uh, this was what we would call a broadside attack, <laughs> a sneak attack, it did. This a Pearl Harbor It was job. an accurate statement. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, this account tweeted... About how, in general, being an American male is hazardous to your health. Men in the U.S. die an average of five years before women do. In other rich countries, such as Iceland, Norway, Japan, and Australia, men live on average eight years longer than they do in the U.S., even though Americans spend more on health care. For the past few years, life expectancy of men in the U.S. has dipped further. So why is it so bad for your health, and is there anything we can do about it? Heart disease is the leading cause of death, Mm -hmm. killing nearly one in three men, often prematurely. In large part due to poor diet, smoking, obesity, excessive alcohol, stress, lack of exercise, and underlying conditions such as diabetes and kidney problems. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. After heart disease, cancer is the second leading cause of death, causing mm-hmm. 22.5% of male deaths in the country. Um, I happen not to have cancer in the family, historically, so mm-hmm. I think I'm good to go there. Um, so, and they illustrated this article with a picture of a very cute man, uh, lying on a sofa uh-huh. in the glow, I believe, of a screen and, um, and eating something out of a bowl. Maybe he's about to dip a chip in it. I can't tell exactly, right. but, um, he's like posing in a sort of Adonis-like mm-hmm. pose. So, I don't know. I said, this picture reminds me of someone. Right, which is an attack on me. It wasn't an attack. I thought right. it was so, cute. So, and like I, I would say, I, th- I think His that... His little pose on the sofa reminded I me of I think that, that, that some people, even um, even people who aren't biased, people who are considered middle of the road, would probably say that I'm a fat, Alice, that I'm a fat person. I think somebody could say that fairly and not feel like you're going too far on a ledge. Mm. As a matter of fact, there are several... There are several... 
um, descriptions of obesity when you go to the doctor that they give you. <laughs> and I'm... Morbidly? No, I'm past that. They, <laughs> You're believe past me, morbidly? Be- yes, Alice. Morbidly is like 80 m- pounds ago. Believe me. When I lost <laughs> a bunch of weight morbidly? recently, the woman said, like, I'm sorry. You tell, tell me. Oh, it's all, it's, there's all like horrific descriptions. None of them are good, but they get worse. So, so I'm in there. <laughs> so I'm a fat. So I believe I, that I have, that I have, I can center myself. So I present this fat. I am a victim of uh, the food conglomerates, certainly. And so I'm a victim and I am here. What to, about medical fat phobia? Have you experienced that? Of course that? I have. Of course. And so, so since I'm a victim, I believe that I'm allowed to speak freely about this because okay. I have suffered. <sighs> Can I do now? But but you called me fat. My friends call me fat. So I am reminded that I am fat. I Your also kids s- call you fat. My too. kids call me fat. I also <laughs> see myself in the mirror in the pictures, and I say that is a fat guy. So I am reminded. I still like you though. Oh, no, no, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I I am reminded that I'm fat, and I know it, and I remind myself, and and so it is a thing. So sometimes. Like, for instance, this week, other than this light beer from Miller, um, you know, I try to get some exercise and walk a little bit and try to shed a few pounds here and there because it's, you know, it's good. It's a good thing to know. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to be on it. And, you know, I, I have no problem with people reminding me of it. I, I, I think it's absolutely fair game and good. But I don't think everybody plays in that, plays those rules, Alice. I'm looking at Whoopi Goldberg in the view here, who... Uh, who are in a big table. They're on a remote somewhere. Mm-hmm. And on the left is Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. On the far right is Anna Navarro. Mm-hmm. Less pronounced in the middle is Joy Behar. Then there's two other, whatever, backpinchers who are on there as well. Between the Whoopi and Anna Navarro, I believe, Alice, we're looking at about a combined 643 pounds. That's impossible. These women are huge. They're huge. Why is nothing being said about this? You're not doing them any favors. They're ridiculous fatties. And Behar may not be as much, but I think she still is. Well, I think that the consensus now on the left is that it's not unhealthy to be fat, and it's actually good and positive, and that anybody who says anything negative about it has fat phobia. Okay, I am just saying that perhaps we should... I mean, so somebody sent us a thing from the Y that they saw. There was like a little table out at their YMCA for Pride Month, a picture. Did you notice this, that somebody sent us this? Oh, no. Um, so their thing at the Y says, we welcome all sizes, all colors, all genders, all beliefs, all religions, all types, all people, everyone. But that's part of the YMCA's philosophy now is that all sizes are good and just equally valid and healthy. So, I mean, that's if that's at the YMCA, which is ostensibly like a fitness place, right? Uh-huh. That it's for all sizes. I mean, and I get it like, yes, of course, you want everybody to be allowed to go to the gym to work out to get more fit. But this idea that there's not something uh 
desirable and positive and good and healthy about being skinnier, that that's not inherently better for you than being overweight. I mean, like, I'm surprised, honestly, that this article that I tweeted was allowed to exist saying that the reason American men die is because they eat less, because I'm surprised that that was allowed to go out there like that. Um, Right. Agreed. But because they because that's that's fat phobic. I mean, like the fat activists will tell you that you can be healthy at any size, that there's not inherently anything less healthy about being fat, and that the idea that being fat kills you is it unscientific fat phobia and that it's just fat phobia in medicine that you get worse health care and the doctors are meaner to you because you're fat. Okay. Which is true. You went in for a thing with your toe and they did talk mm -hmm. to you about your blood pressure. Right. I did not get the toe health (laughs) I was looking for. I was thrown away. So see, you were a victim of fat phobia in medicine. He sent me away. He sent me away with nothing that I was looking for. So So you could have died of sepsis of the toe. So somebody who's not fat is a young lady named Sophie Spheris. Do you know Sophie? Mm Mm-mm. She's from somewhere around um, Greenwich, Connecticut, somewhere down there. Okay. She's only 17 years old. She's not fat. She's cute, like a 17-year-old would be. Okay. Sophie Spheris, Alice, is part of a news package that they ran about, they had to have a day of uh, shock and horror because abortion is not ready anymore. Did the schools all have to offer counseling? I'm sure they did. Sophie, we will never get better as a country while there are people who think like this. I'm only 17 and I just found out that I no longer have a right to my own body and that's really effing upsetting. I'm only 17, which in other words means love me, mm-hmm. and I don't have a right to my own body. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> this girl, Sophie... I'm only 17, and I just found out that I no longer have... By the a- way, the word teen shouldn't take 11 <laughs> seconds to say. I I'm like only Sophie. 17, and I just found out that I no longer have a right to my own body, and that's really effing upsetting. One is Sophie Spheris upset. No. Correct. Uh, two, um, does Sophie Spheris have a right to her own body? Yes. Right. It's considered- has anything changed from for Sophie Spheris from Friday? But you know what Sophie Spheris is going to do? She's going to go uh, and finish up her school in Connecticut. She's then probably going to go to Columbia or Brown or, or Yale somewhere and get a big degree. Then she's going to get a master's degree. And then she's going to be very credentialed, and she's never going to be told, much like Amanda Gorman, whose poetry sucks, she's never going to be told that she's a moron. Instead, Sophie's going to go into something where she gets to tell people what to do, and she'll never have a reckoning. I'm only 35, and I just found out, and it's just going to be more uh, victimhood, more woe is me. The most important thing about the world is how bad the people are treating me. Because my name is Sophie. I'm 17. I'm a cute teenager from Greenwich, Connecticut, who's rich as hell and has zero problems. Now, do you think Sophie, when she eventually has kids, which she will do eventually. um, Two at most. uh, Do you think she will bring... Uh, Yardsley will be one. (laughs) Yardsley. Yep, Yardsley. And what's another one? Uh, something that ends in like 
L-E-Y is going to be huge. Yardsley will be one of them. But anything that ends in like oh, O-N Oh, maybe too. it could be a Sawyer in there. Or I was going to say anything that ends in like O-N or E-N. Like, like um, yeah, Colton. Or- oh, yes. Uh, I just, I, but I get the feeling that that uh, the ivy on the walls, we have, I sent you emails, by the way. We're late on some credit cards. You saw that, right? Okay, I'll do it. We'll see you now. Thank you. Well, I, you can, okay. I, I get 186,000 calls from 866 numbers. I just want to make sure okay. that when I forward the documents that okay. as the family's uh, as the You can be the family accountant if you want. I don't have that I can't, much You went to college. Life. I didn't go to college, Alice. Okay, I you can take it on any time. I can't be you. accountable with that much money. I'm going to spend it down the club or something. <laughs> don't so what were you saying that. about Sophie? Um, I was going to say, do you think she'll bring Yardsley to Drag Queen Story Hour? Oh, F yes. <laughs> F yes. She's a really good person. It's, yes. Do you she- think uh, Yardsley will be just one of the two main genders? <laughs> <laughs> Yardsley will be things that we cannot even imagine at this moment. You will have to. There are pronouns that haven't yet been developed now made for Yardsley. Yes. Um, so, speaking of which. Um, can you play the TikTok song that I found earlier? Did you see that earlier I today saw TikTok. No? I saw that you found something. Sorry, me and Alice passed through like ships in the night during the day, so we're not uh, coordinated sometimes. This is our time when we talk. It is our time when we talk. Okay. Um, okay, this is Raina Del Cid. Yes. Okay. Now, hold on. I think you probably like Raina a little bit. Is that a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Is she attractive? I don't know. I think she has a lot of Might be something happening there. Okay, here we go. Here we go. My country tis of the land of inequity of the ice. Fantastic. Land where my mother's cried, fought, bled, and sacrificed for rights which oh, we. Hold on. <laughs> I've got a question for you, Alice. Does okay. that rhyme? <laughs> uh, land where our My- mothers cried, fought, bled, and sacrificed? Yes. Mm, I, I'll give it a near rhyme, uh, an off rhyme. Well, I mean, the starting one didn't rhyme either. My country, tis of the land of inequity. I don't really give her that one either, but okay. Oh my God. You know what? What? This girl actually has... A stand-up 1980s Galaxians game in her room. Probably with money that she gets from her TikTok, which has a million bajillion Oh my god, how dare she. We are now denied, let freedom ring. Land of dystopia, religious myopia. I have a question? (laughs) Yes. What is a myopia? Myopia is when you can't see. Okay. Okay, so the religious fanatics can't see the harm they're doing. Is that what's going on? Well, yeah, myopia is like short-sightedness or like blindness. Okay. Like that's interesting. The nicest yeah. street in Winchester is myopia. I know. You do? You've told me that before. Oh. Okay. I mourn for thee. Behind us, the oaken door, six-robed dinosaurs conspire to wage a holy war over our bodies. But the true bell of liberty, she does not mute easily. Long may she... Bring, 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 bring. 
Honey, Sophie's here to see you. <laughs> Can you have her, have her come up? Her echoes will amplify my- You're not allowed to sneak in words <laughs> by speaking them before you start singing again. This is cheating. Marching till morning light, all genders side by side, till freedom. Can that be the end of the song, please? Yeah, it Sophie? Is. It is. My oh, man, that is good stuff. <laughs> all genders side by side. Let freedom ring. Let freedom ring. That's right. That is dead serious. By all right, the way. Chat, chat she is time. completely not humorous about that at all. That's what I found so incredible about that. It's done completely without a shred of irony or self-awareness. How dare she get to have a Galaga or Galaxians. What a waste. All right, here we go. Chat chat time, Alice. Tell the folks how to uh, leave their chat chats. You go to burnbarrelpodcast.com where there's the links to all the places to watch and listen to Burn Barrel. And right on the main page, um, there is a button. That looks a lot like an ad that you would usually never want to click. <laughs> it's a red button. All right. And you press it and you record a message. Here we go. Damn. What? It's been forever. Oh, come on. <sighs> That's not true. That's not true. I want to kiss those lips. Oh, Jesus. I don't mean to be whatever phobic it is to not, but to not all, like it, son- it sounds like Grendel. It's like, <laughs> are you serious? Oh, my goodness. That is not true. That is not what true. What do you know about Grendel? I read the book and Beowulf. I read them both. <laughs> I had a brief period of time in 1990, I guess that would have been, 1989, where I was actually interested in reading for about five minutes and asked my English teacher what other books I could read. I decided I was a genius existentialist, so I read uh-huh. Camus oh, and Le Petit Prince and, um, and Grendel. And, um, and uh, what's the thing? Um, the guy who shot John Lennon there. Um, Catcher in the Rye. Yes. All the standard Ugh. all the standard things, 16-year-old jerk boys who decided their geniuses will read. Mm-hmm. I read them all. Oh, and uh, Catch the thing. Catch 22. Uh, no, I didn't read that, but I've seen the movie. But but, but um, the thing where they get, where they have all the parties in. Gatsby? Yeah. The Great Gatsby. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Featured a Tom, you know. I think. Mm. All right. Tom and Alice, huge fan. Hey. Dan from Lowell, Mass. Live oh, we know Dan. We love Dan. We know Dan now. from Lowell? Anyways, no. I was listening last week. Not that Dan. Tom and Alice, huge fan. Dan from Lowell, Mass. Live in Atlanta now. Oh, geez. Anyways, I was listening last Wednesday. Uh, Alice, you said any male teacher should not teach in an elementary school. Anyways, I've got 30 years teaching PE, oh. and I've done a damn good job, mm-hmm. and I don't find kids attractive, so how dare you? I will continue listening, though. I am 100% with you, Dan. I will engage with you in your class action suit. <laughs> when you sue her for everything she has, I found it to be demeaning. I found it to be scurrilous that she <sighs> said. I am with you, Dan, completely. Completely. Exactly. I think PE is a little different. Mm-hmm. Are you friends with the eleven-year-olds on TikTok, Dan? Wow, this comes from a place of. I'll give them their video. What? Oh. <laughs> Why do you wow, talk Dan, like I, that? that's great. I'm glad you're from Lowell. You know, I was. Uh, I drove the Lowell Sun into the ground a couple of years ago. If you weren't <laughs> around for that. Uh, all right, hey Dan, I appreciate. It. Leave more messages, Dan. Well said. I I am with you completely. 
Alice has is is demeaned the educational community, and I am a fan, as a matter of fact, of them. And although I was not a fan of well, PE for they made you take your shirt off for the school. Day. It was in elementary check. school, they did. Yeah, in well, or in elementary school, you had some privacy, but then in junior high, in front of the girls, <laughs> shirt off in front of girls and everybody else. I'm not okay, Alice. When I go, finally get my shrink, who's going to be attractive, if you can make <laughs> it happen for me, we'll be hitting that one first. Never getting you a shrink. Incorrect. I was wondering if Tom has a fast food top five list. All right. I'll wait and listen. All Bye. Right. Thanks, Justin. Um, do I, okay, so let me tell you what we don't have up here that we did have. My brother and I lived in Kentucky for a while. After, right after I was in high school, he was in the Army, so... What we did have down there that we don't have up here is Arby's. I effing love Arby's. The mm. beef and cheddar in Arby's was fantastic. You're allowed to self-service horsey sauces, which is a horseradish sauce. I love Arby's. Those beef and cheddars were fantastic. Nothing like them. So delicious. Uh, there was one at the um, Galleria in uh, Somerville. The Galleria's in Somerville, right? No, Cambridge. Cambridge, Cambridge Site Galleria. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, but it's 25 years ago. I don't remember. So I'll, I'll go with the uh, Arby's. I will go with um, Taco Bell. I've always had a soft spot for Taco Bell when I okay. lived on the West Coast briefly after high school, smoking a lot of weed. I uh, liked Del Taco. I don't even know if that exists anymore. I'm going to go for um, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is beautiful. And when done well now still, it's the most gorgeous thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Kentucky Fried Chicken, just normal, the chicken, thigh, drumstick, etc. especially if it's nice and greasy, is the most wonderful thing in the world. So I think that's up to four. And I know this is safe and lame, but I will go with McDonald's. I think McDonald's is a, is a good, it's a good, reliable place. It's, I mean, I think it did kind of peak maybe 15 years ago with the, when the dollar menu was really kicking ass. Mm-hmm. There was a time, Alice, that I was... Oh, and and I and I've always loved since the beginning, since the late '80s, early '90s. I've loved the breakfast burritos. I love them. And my my f- rule on that is it's one packet per bite. So one packet of hot sauce, picante sauce, per bite. This is a great question, by the way. Um, so and I appreciate a McDonald's. I hadn't actually. I, I had a anything McDonald's that was um, interesting until we took in we took a swimming class at the Lexington Volk. Hmm. vocational school where where because we didn't have a, a, a pool in Winchester so in elementary school they sent us over to the Vogue in Lexington I also swam at the Vogue in Lexington that had a McDonald's Lexington in Lexington high school did, swim team it did not have a McDonald's when I well I didn't know but I had some money my dad gave me money whatever we went to the Vogue and I tried something called a Big Mac and it was the most magical thing I'd ever had and I think I had four which is <laughs> it's one of the reasons why the scoliosis test a couple of years later was so um, horrendously damaging to my psyche so yes we'll go with those We'll go with those. That's okay. a great question. I could spend an entire... And Alice actually is a huge McDonald's fan. Yeah, that's really my only fast food that I like. Mm. am really into. Yeah, she digs it. She always has. I like... I've always liked McDonald's, but I don't... Like, I don't... There's not really any other fast foods that I go, like, seek out. You no. know what I mean? I, that's really the only one that I'm just a sucker for McDonald's. I just really like it. Yeah. There was a time, Alice... Listen, this was my apex. Although I was the mm-hmm. 31-year-old male receptionist at WRKO at the time... There was a time when I used to walk to work in the morning, which was five miles from Beacon Hill to Entercom, which is RKO. And then if I met the fellows, the guys at the bar afterwards at the baseball tavern, the BBT, mm-hmm. 
I would jog from work with all of my other clothes in a FedEx bag <laughs> and jog to McDonald's and Com Ave near um on Common near Common Brighton, whatever, and get McDonald's food and jog and eat at the same time to the bar. So I had a base so in case so if so I didn't get too drunk or whatever. Um and that was my apex. I was absolutely burning every calorie I was intaking, but you know, I'm also running down Com Ave jogging while eating McDonald's. <laughs> but I had to. I couldn't waste any seconds. Oh, that was living. Oh. All right. Hi, Tom. Hi, Alice. This is the great Tim and Ken. I mean, this is, man, it's royalty, Alice. This is important. Okay. Prostrate yourself. <laughs> this is Tim and Ken. From now on, I would prefer that you use my pronouns, which are boxed wine. Otherwise, I'll be triggered. Thanks. Thoughts? Sure. Why not? No problem with that. I actually tried to get a, a buy a boxed wine for our neighbor yesterday because I saw her at the Packy, and um, and she once again wasn't pleased. I've never bought her or made her a cocktail that she likes. She's very particular. Very. Wow. Thanks, Alice. Thanks for helping. All right. Good with that, story. Well, Good story. Thank you very you much. Thank you to for buy your... a boxed wine. What, what's the point of the story? Thank you for your, your... grasshoppers were. Uh, yeah. Quite thanks. The hit. Oh, the, that was the. <laughs> That was a that my that was my January sixth, the day I tried to make grasshoppers for our neighbors. You know, their peppermint drinks, whatever, and oh man, they were not having it. Oh, leave us more voice messages. That's at burnbarrel.com. You can find that. Uh, you can also write us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. You can um you really sold those voice messages, Alice. <laughs> oh, leave us more voice messages at burnbarrel.com. <laughs> yeah, just meander around or or like talk to us on Twitter or whatever. C'est la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.